Good morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Bolok in Eretz Yisroel, Tovshin Pei Beis. We're continuing the Shir and Likut Halachas, Yoradeya Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Hechshir Kalim, Halacha Dalet, Paragraph Mem Hey. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ilo Nishmas, Reb Chaim Falk ben Mordechai Mendel, whose yard site is tomorrow on Shabbos, on the 10th of Tammuz, and Le'ilo Nishmas, Tuvia Rabbi Yisroel Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia and Rosa Basi Tamar for a complete refuel shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskaria, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yusbendel Basketleia, Sarocha Bas Yusbendel, Vivona Bas Yusbendel, Chavaliba Bas Mirimvoira, Soraleia Bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvon ben Soraleia, Avigail Brocha Bas Shiradvoira, Shiradvoira Bas Miriam. Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisan ben Pesia, Jonas ben Hilda, Leirena bas Aviva, Mazel bat Zahava, Rus Alexandra Esther Chaya bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim ben Rachel, Chana bas Hadassah Shengo, Shlom Nisan ben Mazel, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chaya Liza, Eitan Yoel ben Etna, Ides bas Miriam Brindle, Ruven Chaim ben Chanelka, Ami ben Chai ben Yehuda Skiwa, Besoich Shar Chayle Yisroel. Now Rav Nusenzal speaks about the Machlikas of Koirach against Moshe Rabbeinu. Vezeh shekoso b'machlikas Koirach, keshizgaber b'machlikusay mo'id k'neged Moshe Be'aroi, based on what we've been learning throughout this halacha, based on chapter 66 in Likud Yimran, we'll understand why when the Torah speaks about the horrible Machlikas of Koirach against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim, it says by Yiplu al Panehem that Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim fell forward on their faces, Vayomru, and they said, Kel Eloikei Haruchais, Hashem, you who are the master of all Ruchais, spirits. Hainu, note they're using that term Ruchais. Hainu machmashero oitzem hamaniois balishur. Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akrim saw and realized the incredible difficulty that every single Jew was having in coming close to the tzaddik as a result of this machloikas of Korach and his people. Because they injected denial, denial of Hashem, and opposition, and all kinds of questions in the minds and hearts of the majority of Klal Yisrael at that time. Making it very difficult for the Jews to come close to Hashem through Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron because of these tremendous obstacles that these supposedly religious great people, Koirach and, and the 250 rabbis of the Sanhedrin that he got on his side, and the others, Alkain, his Bakoshoso. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu, in his plea to Hashem, he says, Haruchais, you who are the Hashem who is over the Ruchais, Haruchais Daika, Ruchais. The term Ruchai is plural, which means a minimum of two Ruachs. Because the main solution for this problem is that double, that double light, that double portion. Which those few religious people who held on to Moshe Rabbeinu, who, who held with Moshe Rabbeinu, the Tzadik Emes, are able to draw into the world this double power. Ki me'at because the Pesach says in Tehillim, a few by the Tzadik are much more powerful than Hamoyim Rishon Rabbin. Kalidei halimud ha-Kodosh shel Torah because through the holy studies of the revelations of Torah that the tzaddikim bring into the world, through this they bring about the defeat 
of those evil, wicked people who oppose them. And they inject into the hearts of those people who assert, who really want the truth, that they should become strong with real intense desire, to match the obstacle. Until they succeed in overcoming all the obstacles, the and and come close to the, the point of truth. And this is why Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah was Hashem, the master of the ruchais. One person sins and you get angry at the whole community. Rav Nosanzal says for the Chayre there seems to be a very difficult question here. This wasn't any one person. Many, many Jews got mixed into this machlokes of Korach. They joined Korach. To the point where just about the entire Jewish nation was against Moshe Rabbeinu. Can move on the Divrei Rabbi Seinazal, as we find in the words of the Gemara and the Medrash, Ubepirush Rashi, and Rashi Kodesh points this out. So when people ask, why are some rabbis against Breslov? Why do some rabbis, the, the question is, why is it that the majority of Klaus Yisrael went against Moshe Rabbeinu after seeing the, the miracles of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsov, Matan Torah, plus, plus, plus. What was so bad about Moshe Rabbeinu? What was he doing so wrong that the whole Klal Yisrael, majority of Klal Yisrael went against him? The answer is he wasn't doing so wrong. They were making a terrible, terrible mistake. However, what Moshe Rabbeinu was pleading with Hashem was, that Hashem should look at the whole situation with his kindness, that there was, in, in reality, there was one person who was behind this whole machloikis, which was Koirach. And regarding Koirach, it was because because he was jealous of the, the positions of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akoyim, as a result of his terrible arrogance. He wanted to be a leader. He wanted to be the Nasi. He wanted to take the whole rulership of, over Klal Yisrael to himself. And unfortunately, the rest of the people were drawn to follow Koirach with mistakenly based on their tmimus. To them, it looked like some of the things he was saying was true. Al came Bikesh, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded, Kel helokei haruchais v'chulu, ha'ish echod yechto, sheroi sheyerachim al Yisrael v'loyiktsef aleim, kim al ish ho'echod, shehu ha'ikar b'amachlekes, that really it would be most appropriate for Hashem to have pity on the Jews and not get angry at them, only on that one individual he was the main character in this Machlekes. And the rest of Klal Yisrael should be saved through the light coming from those two Ruachs that we've been speaking about throughout this Halacha. Which is that double. That great light shines through the true religious good students of the tzaddik. Shali dezeh, soif kol soif hakoil yiskarvo el ho'emes lamitoth. And through this pishnayim that the student of the tzaddik received from the tzaddik, through this, eventually everybody will come close to the real truth. And again, this is hinting to Rav Nosanzal with Rav Enizal and the horrific machlekes against Rav Nosanzal, Rachmona Litzlon, etc. 
Now Rav Nosson Sal is going to go into another two topics and come back to Koyrach afterwards. A question, is this Pishnayim here in the Machlekes of Koyrach, is this a clarity, a, a light of Chachma that Koyrach was wrong? The answer is it's not just that. It's a double portion of the light of the Tzaddik. It's an incredible, incredible, it's all the Chidushe Torah that the Tzaddik brings down to the world. In the case of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyim, it was the case of the incredible Torah, the whole Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu was bringing to Klal Yisrael. In the case of other Tzaddikim, it's the, the Chidushe Torah that these Tzaddikim are revealing. Paragraph Memvod, Vialkein, Dovid, Meis, Batseres. This will also explain why Dovid HaMelech passed away on Shavuos. Because one of the main times of the year that we receive, that Klal Yisrael receives the Torah anew is on Shavuos. The Hainu, what does this tell us? What does this mean, Kabbalah Which means the a whole new power and ability to fulfill the Torah. And as we learned earlier, this the Kabbalah Torah, the, the whole new ability to fulfill the Torah is achieved through that double light, which the Tzadikim draw from the divine spirit of Moshiach, who is part of Dovid HaMelech. V'alkein Dovid Shehu Moshiach, Meisbat Seres, and this is why Dovr Amelech, who is Moshiach, passed away on Shavuos. Passed away means he went up. That's when he gets that double power, when the Ruach de Leila comes down and meets the Ruach de Lesata and takes it up with it. Ki Dovid Melech Yisrael chai v'kayim. Because the Gemara says, Dovid, the king of Klai Yisrael, is alive and well after he passed away. Ki Dovid shu Moshiach chai v'kayim lanetzach. Because the Holy Spirit of Dovr who is Moshiach, lives and is, is established forever. Because eventually he's going to come and, and give us a complete final redemption. The Pasuk says he is going to come and he's not going to be too late. And this is why Dovid Amelech passed away specifically on Shavuos. Kalidei his stalkus Dovid shuvachinas Moshiach the Shavuos, because as a result of Dovid Amelech, who is the bechin of Moshiach, as a result of him passing away on Shavuos, alidei ze yechoyim lahamshich bechol shana bechinas kabolas atoyra b'shavuos. That's what really enables us to be able every single year. To, to draw a new Kabbalah Satoira on Shavuos, through that double light, which the world receives, which Kral Yisrael receives, especially, especially after a great Sadiq has passed away. This Pishnaim could come many different times, as whenever a Sadiq is experiencing any Aliyah, but the most powerful Pishnaim is when the Tzaddik passes away. And that's why that took place on Shavuot. And it's specifically because of this that we say Dovid Amelech is alive and, and, and eternal. Because this is really how we define the life of the Tzaddik after his passing away, the fact that the, those who remain his students are drawing the truth of his Torah all the time. And this is why the tzaddikim, after they pass away, are, cons- are called alive, living. As the Gemara says, One of the sources from which the Gemara learns this is from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu, all the way at the end of the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu says to Klal Yisrael, Ki yodati moisi ki I know that after I die, 
you're going to mess up big time. You're going to do terrible, terrible things. So Rashi quotes the Gemara, which asks, but one minute, that's not really true, because throughout the lifetime of Yeshua, they behaved very well. They, did, they, they came into Eretzisor, all kinds of good things. So what does this mean? So the Gemara says, from here we see that so long as there is a student who is alive, who is passing on the scepter, who is teaching the Torah of the Tzaddik, the tzaddik is considered alive. That's not called Achrei Moisi. He's considered 100% alive. And this is the point Rav Nosson is making here, that as long as Klau Yisrael, after a tzaddik passes away, when Klau Yisrael continues to learn his, his Torah, etc., the tzaddik is alive, he's more alive, like the Gemara says. Gedoylem tzaddikim emisosa. Question, what does it mean that David is Moshiach? Isn't Moshiach supposed to be a descendant of Dovra Melech? The answer is yes. We say Moshiach ben David. But in addition, Dovra Melech represent, he is the representative of the Malchus of Kedusha. So we refer to Moshiach as David, even though that's not his real name. There's a lot in the Zohar Kodesh about this, this terminology of David Moshiach, Moshe Moshiach. I'm not 100% clear in this. But I know that that's the terminology that's used in the Zohar Kodesh, in Sifrei Hasidus, in Sifrei Kabbalah. I'm sure there is a greater de- degree of clarity. We know that Rabbi Nezal, in one place in the Kutimran, refers to what the Zohar Kodesh says, that the letter Aleph, the way it's written in the Sefer Torah, represents the coming of Moshiach. Because in the Aleph, you have three parts. You have the upper part of the Aleph, the lower part of the Aleph, and that diagonal line in the middle. The upper part and lower part represent Moshiach ben Yosef and Moshiach ben David, and the line in the middle is Moshe Rabbeinu. This, this, we obviously have a lot to learn about Moshiach. We're looking forward to seeing the, not the movie, to seeing the reality. Paragraph Men Zion, and this is what the Pasuk refers to as Shirashim, the beginning of the third chapter, Al Mishkovi Baleilois. On my bed at night, in the darkness of night, I, I reached out, I, I searched for the one who is beloved to my soul. I searched for him, I sought him, and I didn't find him. And then a pasuk after that says, I almost left them completely. Until, the, uh, until I found the one whom my soul loved. Upirish Rashi, Rashi Vadesh points out over there that the first Pasuk is talking about the 38 years that the Jews were in the desert and they made mistake after mistake. They messed up again and again. So Hashem says, <clears throat> I, I searched for the one that I love and I didn't find. But, and I, I almost left the Jews completely until I found the beloved one of my soul, which refers to Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron HaKoyen. And then it says, exactly, when they had almost left me completely, Hashem says, I'm sorry, and then Rashi Kodesh points out, during the time of Yehoshua, during the time of Yeshua, when Yeshua succeeded in leading the Jews in Teretz Yisrael, it was specifically after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, Hashem helped the Jews to conquer Eretz Yisrael. Because Tzadikim are more powerful in death than during their lifetime. And all of this is the result of that double light which the tzaddikim draw, especially, especially at the time that they're passing away, when those two ruachs come together. And this is what will ensure that the tzaddikim will succeed in finishing the job, in completing what they started, what they started during their lifetime, they'll be zerched to finish it after they're passing away. It's, it's, it's known that from Nelson's one time, 
had a large group of people with him, a large group of students at one point, large group, 60 students. And Rav Nassar said that Rav always wanted to have Shishim Giboyim. He said he wanted to have Shishim Giboyim like the Valshemtov. And Rav didn't have it, and Baruch Hashem, we have it. And they looked at him, they knew that Moshrab, that Rav Nassar was the epitome of humility. What's he saying? He's bigger than Rav And he said, but all with the Koyach of the Rebbe, all with Rav Koyach, none of this is mine. I'm a shofar. Rav Nassar referred to himself as a shofar, Blowing the Torah of Rabbi Nassau, blowing the, the teachings, the light of Rabbi Nassau. Now Rabbi Nassau goes into another topic, a topic regarding kashering utensils. And he mentions a famous halacha, and Rabbi Nassau is going to give us an incredible explanation of that halacha based on what we're learning here. The alkane, and therefore, based on everything we're learning in this halacha, kli she'enoi ben yoimoi, if you have a pot that had trace meat cooked in it, non-kosher meat cooked in it, and the pot was washed and cleaned, and it remained for 24 hours unused, then if you cook kosher meat in it after that, because of the fact that that pot had not been used for 24 hours, any taste, any trace taste, that was absorbed in the pot, we know will not improve the taste of the kosher meat that you're cooking in it. It only has negative effect. It's called noisein tam livgam. If, if by cooking in this trafe pot, some of the flavor that was absorbed previously, the trafe flavor that was absorbed in that pot is gonna come out into the kosher meat, it's definitely not gonna improve it. It's going to harm it, and therefore it does not make that kosher meat trace. Now, we're not going into all the details of this halacha. We're mentioning one point. There's a lot to learn about this. So now Rav Nassar says, kli a vessel that has not been, or a spoon or a foot that has not been used within 24 hours, cannot make something that you use it for now Trace. Because any, any taste, any trace taste that was non-kosher taste that was absorbed in that utensil becomes damaged after 24 hours. And now Rav Nassau explains this on a spiritual level. Whenever we speak about evil or evil people who oppose the tzaddik, who oppose Hashem, who oppose Kedusha, who are these obstacles, their power is only when they're having their day or their moment. As the Gemara uses the terminology, the Gemara warns, be careful not to challenge a Russia whom opportunity is shining for him. The hour is playing in his favor. Behold, success and power of a Russia is temporary. Therefore, when those people who are being pursued and persecuted by these Rishon, those people who want the truth, they're seeking the truth, they're trying to come, come close to Hashem, they're trying to come close to truth, Sadiqim, and when they see that the Rishon, those who oppose them, are being powerful, they're, they're doing all kinds of damage and harm, the only correct way to deal with this is and to wait for Hashem's salvation. As the Pasuk says, be silent for Hashem, and as the Gemara says, you know how you're going to fight with them? By getting up earlier and staying later in the Beis HaMedrish. Turn on your Torah and Fila, make your Torah and Fila stronger. 
only to Hashem, my soul is silent, meaning only I'm only turning to Hashem and I'm silent, I'm not screaming back, I'm not arguing or fighting with these Rishurim. We have to have complete confidence and trust in Hashem and in Hashem's salvation. And even if we see at times that they're getting stronger, that the opposition is getting stronger and more powerful, our job usually is to wait and wait until their time comes. As the Pesach says, that the, the, the Russia plans and he tries to do all kinds of things against the tzaddik, Hashem Yitzchak Hashem laughs at him, because Hashem sees that his day is going to come. Because the, 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 the time, the day of the opponent is definitely going to arrive when he's going to fall and not be able to rise up again. Because Hashem will not turn away from Klai Yisrael and Hashem will not leave the truth, those who are seeking the truth, for the benefit of the opposition. Because Hashem is true eternally. And this is why the Pasuk says, when it speaks about the whole incident with Koirach, that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Boiker, wait till tomorrow morning, Hashem and Hashem will let it be known who's his guy, who's his man, and who's not his man. Rabbi Nassim says, Boiker Daika, look at the wording, in the morning, because Moshe Rabbeinu saw that Koyrach was getting more and more powerful during the night. He was running around to everybody and they, he was convincing them all to join him to the point where the majority, it's, it cannot, the entire cloud Yisrael were drawn to him. To the point where it seemed to those weak people in Klal Yisrael who were following Moshe Rabbeinu that it's impossible to stand up to this tsunami, to this tidal wave, Koirach and this whole opposition. Al came Omar Moshe, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu said, wait, Boiker, in the morning, the Yoida Hashem, Hashem will let it be known. Because even though every day the Sitrachra is battling and fighting and everything, every day also the Emes is fighting the Sheker and is winning over the Sheker. Sometimes it's more obvious, sometimes it's less obvious. Because Hashem renews the creation every single day anew. He recreates the world anew. Every single day, Hashem opens up the doors in the east. And the, the windows are opened up. And Hashem shines His light into the world. And the most important and most powerful of all lights is MS, truth. Which is Hashem himself, the essence of Hashem. Hashem is the light of all lights. Hashem is my light and my salvation. And as Rabbi Nazar writes about this in chapter 9 and in chapter 112, and Rav Nosazal says, this is the real birurim that are taking place every single day. When the Sifrei Kabbalah speak about the refinements, 
that have to take, the Rebirurim and Tikkunim that have to take place every day. Kimuva Bekisve Harizal. Ki Iker Kol Habirurim. The Haimushin is Barer Hatoiv Mehora. Humashin is Barer Ho Emes Measheker. When we talk about the fact the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that as a result of Adam and Chavi eating from the Eitz good and bad got mixed together, what is good and bad? Good and bad is emes and sheker. That's the good and bad in this world. That's the real good and bad. Ki emes hu etzem hatoiv. Because the truth is the ultimate and the essence of goodness. Vahasheker hu and sheker, falseness, lies, that's the evil, that's the impurity. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this at length in chapter 51 of the And therefore, each and every single day that these birurim, these refinements are taking place, by every single mitzvah that every Jew is doing, every single thought, every single word, every single action, every single move that a Jew makes is birurim. There's birurim taking place, especially, especially the tzaddikim. So we're, we're separating the good from the bad. We're separating, we're clarifying the truth from the falseness. Even though the majority of the world doesn't see it, the majority of the world is sold on sheker. They're seeing the sheker. But they don't know that in these hidden places, in the shuls and the yeshivas of the tzaddikim amitiyim, there's birun, the emes is being made clearer and clearer and clearer. Umishon, iker, zrichas, oyer, hachama, valovana, bechoyen, vayoyen. And that's the battery. That's the power behind the light of the sun and the moon shining every single day in this world. V'alkein kovu kriyashma bedirchasama oyerus. And this is why our rabbis established that we recite the Shema in middle of the brachas where we speak about the lights, the land, the lights of the world, the sun and the moon. Because the foundation of all truths is faith in Hashem, declaring our faith in Hashem, which is the Shema, which finishes with those words, Hashem Alekechem Emes, Shehu Emunas Hayichud which is expressing our faith in the oneness of Hashem, and accepting upon ourselves the authority of Hashem, the oil mitzvahs, and accepting upon ourselves to fulfill all the mitzvahs. Those are the three parts of the Shema. The first two sentences, the Shema and Bar Hashem, then V'yohavto, and then V'hoyim Shamoya. V'yalkein oim remachakach emes ve'emuna, emes v'yatsiv, the koiflim ho emes come upon them. And this is why at night in Marif, right after Shema, we say emes ve'emunah. And in the morning, emes v'yatsiv. And in the morning, we say emes eight times between after the Kriya Shema. Kizeh ikr ho emes. Because that's the ultimate, most important truth. That there's a Hashem, there's one Hashem. Umishon ikr oyer shel hamaoyerais. Sheyotz meir v'choyoy. And it's from that truth that there shines forth all the lights in the world, the sun and the moon and the fluorescent lights and the incandescent lights and all the different lights. All this light is coming from the biru and the refinements that are taking place every single day. Of which the most important biru is the sorting out of the emes from the sheker, which is occurring especially when Jews are studying Torah or fulfilling the Torah. It's all about searching for the emes, sorting out right from wrong, good from bad, and making the right choices. Look over there, don't look over there. And therefore, based on all of this, each and every single day in the morning, when the sun comes up, when the lights go on, the, the power to bring about the downfall of the Rishon is, is reawakened. Because what really brings about the downfall of the Rishon is the light of truth, 
the more the truth is revealed, the Rishon have a mapola. The Zebechinas la bekorin atzmis kolorishe horets. In the mornings, I will destroy, I destroy all the evil people in the world. And this is what, what the Prophet Dovramel says in Tilim. Hashem, boiker tishma koiri, boiker erach luchov Hashem, in the morning, listen to my voice. In the morning, I, I present my tefillah to you, and I hope. Shezeh over there, Dovramel is speaking about pleading with Hashem to bring about the downfall of the Rishon. As Rashi points out, Hashem, in the morning, I call out to you about all the Rishon that are opposing me, because that's the time when Hashem judges the Rishon. We know that the courts don't sit in session at night, the Jewish courts. Hashem, show your might in the mornings. All of these psukim emphasizing this. So now comes the question. One minute, I don't get this. We've had six billion mornings already, and the Rishon are still running around doing all kinds of terrible things. So what are you saying? And even though we see that so many days are going by, and, and the Rishon, unfortunately, are not being defeated completely. Still, despite that, we believe that every single day on a spiritual level, Hashem is sending down a Mapola to the Rishon, based on the bureau of Emes that's taking place on that particular day. Every day is different. Shabbos is something completely different from a weekday. And their day will definitely arrive, that these Rishon will have a Mapola, where we'll see the Mapola. It won't just be spiritual, it'll be physical, real. As we've witnessed many great miracles that Hashem has performed for the Jewish nation. And all of those miracles were only because Hashem worked out such circumstances with his wonders to see to it that Klal Yisrael should continue to survive. During the worst, worst times, you read about the Holocaust and you read what was happening. It started in 1938, it started even before the Nuremberg, but then you read that in 1941, 42, they go into Hungary and they take out a million Hungarian, you know, the, 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 the numbers are growing. They're burning and destroying and destroying and conquering. Until the time of their success came to an end. And the time arrived for their downfall. As the Pesach says, The day is coming. Hashem will wave his hand, Har as the Gemara points out, I believe that this is referring to Sancherev, that his stargazers told him that tomorrow, the next, that, that day, that day he's going to be able to conquer Yerushalayim. And he arrived in Yerushalayim. At, at the gates, at the entrance to Yerushalayim on that day, the Histakil our year, he looked at the city, and he, he waved his hand, what, this is what I came for? This is what I brought an army of 185,000 generals. The Gemara says he had 185,000 generals. Picture how many millions of soldiers he had, and he was conquering country after country, and he decided now we're gonna take on the Jews. And he comes to Yerushalayim and he sees Borough Park. He sees this little neighborhood, Yerushalayim. What? This is what I brought an army for? 
ואומר שאין צביכם לצ'ויח לקוף שבו יסיין דייקה. And he said, you don't have to bother doing it today. Let's have dinner first. Let's go to a restaurant first and have some, and, and enjoy a nice day. We, we can do that. We, there's no rush. We can do this tomorrow. He thought they'll rest, they'll sleep at night. And he said, we're not going to fight. Each soldier is going to pick up a stone and throw one rock. That'll be enough to wipe out the whole Yerushalayim to conquer everything. And all of this was Hashem's plan. Where Hashem messed up his thinking. His stargazers saw the truth. That that was his lucky day. That day, had he attacked Yerushalayim, he would have won. The takeif sha'ovar oisayim, and as soon as that day passed, the, and his window of opportunity closed, the yigiyah yomochah, and tomorrow arrived, chidei shashim izborach, my seberashis betuvoy, Hashem renewed the whole creation of the world, the gilo ho'emes benes nifla, and Hashem revealed the truth with an incredible miracle. To the point where he suffered a great defeat the moment that day ended. Because the moment the night began, and we know that according to the Torah, night is the beginning of the next day, of the new day. We count the day from nighttime. That light of truth of the next day started shining. And that's how we suffered this tremendous defeat. The Gemara says at night a plague broke out and they all died. All of these 185,000 all died. So too should all the enemies of Hashem be destroyed completely. Because what brings about the greatest downfall of the Rishon is the revelation of truth. That's the real refinement that's taking place every day. And this is why we say there's an army, the army's doing their thing. Those people who are sitting and studying Torah and their purpose in studying Torah is to reveal the truth. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's right and what's wrong. I want to know about Hashem. Those people are playing a major, major role in bringing about the downfall of our enemies. They're not parasites. They're not shmarasites. The people that believe that, they're the parasites. And the same thing is regarding the evil homer. Choshav he thought he won the game already. He thought he conquered Mordechai. He saw that he rose to such a level of power. And he discussed this with his wife and his friends. And the plan was to build a, a tall scaffold. And the next day said to him, in the morning, you'll go to the king and tell him, and they'll hang Mordechai in the scaffold. But no, no, no fool knew what Hashem's plan was. That in the morning he would have such a downfall. So that the next day they hung him up on that scaffold that he prepared for Mordechai. All of this is following what Rav Nosenzal explained earlier. Every single day, Hashem creates the world anew. The Bechinas, as we, as the Torah says, And when we talk about renewing the creation, what does that mean? New chocolate bars, new what? New new radios? No, no. It means a new revelation, a new revelation of the emes from the shekel, refining that. Afilu betoikef hagolos samar hazeh. 
even during this super severe Golos, where it looks fast, like the only game in town is Sheker. It looks like the only thing that's going on. Where's the Emmas? Where's the Emmas? Hiding under some, some rock or something? What Emmas are you talking about? There is Emmas, and the Emmas is alive. And those people connected to the Emmas are being Mavara the Emmas every single day with every line of Torah that they learn, with every mitzvah they perform. And, and when he says here that the creation of the world, what does Emmas have to do with the creation of the world? Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the first three words in the Torah. Bereshis, bara elikim, the last letter spelled the word emes. Let's take a look at the closing three words of creation, which we're going to say tonight in Kiddush. Asher bara elikim lasos, emes. The world begins and ends with emes. That's the whole, that's what the creation of the world was really. But this is an oilam asheke. You're right. That's the Kiddush. The Kiddush is that in an Olam HaSheker, there are going to be tzaddikim and those who come close to them, that within this arena called Sheker, wall-to-wall Sheker, they're going to connect to the Emes. They connect to, to Hashem, to the Torah, to the tzaddikim amitim, and they're going to win. And they're going to win. Afilu ba'oitzen merirus hatzorois v'haradifois sh'oivrim alakshirim hanedofim even in the midst of the bitter suffering and persecutions that those religious, that the religious people, especially those trying to come close to the tzaddik emes are going through. And to the degree that the religious people succeed in being mevara the emes, learning more Torah and the kind of Torah that's birur emes. The Chochmas Emes, the Sifrei Kabbalah called Chochmas Emes. The more that this is being accomplished, Ada Sher Yovo Yom Mekanah, until his day will come. Shalidei Zer Hoyom Apolas Homon, Vesan Cherev, Vechol Horishon. And this is really what brought about the defeat of Homon, San Cherev, and all the different Rishon. Vezer Bechinas, this is what's hidden in the words, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Boiker, Veyoida Hashem. In the morning, Hashem will make it known. That word boiker is very important here. And this explains the concept that you have a trace pot, a pot in which trace meat was cooked. The pot is trace. If, if 24 hours go by, the trace absorption in that pot does not have the power to do harm anymore. Because their taste has become damaged. Because that trace absorption, which is the evil, which we learned earlier, the previous year, that's why you have to burn, you have to put, pour boiling water over that pot or, or use fire. That trace is has only power during its day. But once a day has gone by, a 24-hour period has gone by, that time has become damaged. It no longer has the power to damage kosher meat that's going to be cooked in that pot now. Because the trave and evil only has power during its day. Once its day passes, it has already become damaged and it's gone. It says that Hashem's day is a thousand years. We see Rahman al-Islam, the Shoin, that are unfortunately doing their thing for thousands of years, Rahman al-Islam. So when is this day going to end? The answer is it's going to end at the right time. We know if, if you study history properly, you know that, that this isn't the first time that in every generation there was a Paroi and there was a Yav, there was an Antiochus and there was a Haman and all of these. And each one of them, their day comes and they're, and they're gone and Klal Yisrael continues to persevere. Yesterday they announced on the news every hour that the ambassador, the representative of the of Ukraine, 
the ambassador, the representative of Ukraine to the world made an announcement that the Breslovers on Rosh Hashanah are not coming to Uma, that there's a war going on here. There's all kinds of things. And therefore the Breslovers can't go to Uma on Rosh Hashanah. He doesn't know that if there's anything that's going to save the Ukraine, it's the Breslovers going to Uma. But time will tell, we'll see. The Breslovers are doing their thing, Baruch Hashem. Now more than ever before, the Breslovers are thinking about Rosh Hashanah and working on Rosh Hashanah. How? Through Biro HaEmes. More Torah, more Tefillah, more Tzedakah, more Mitzvahs and Mice and Torah. We should be zeichet to see the Emes defeat the Shekhar completely. And finally, once and for all, we should see the revelation of the truth of Hashem and the truth of the Torah and the truth of the Tzadikim Amitiyim with the coming of Moshiach. Tomorrow, we're going to be reading Parshas Bolak. There was Bilam. How big was Bilam? Bilam was as big as Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah says. That in order to play fair, Hashem had to give the Goyim, the Goyim should be able to come and say, if we would have had a Moshe Rabbeinu, we'll give you a Moshe Rabbeinu, we'll give you a Bilam. Bilam's name, the base is the base of Bereshis, the Lamed is the Lamed of, the, of Yisrael, the last the first and last letters of the Torah. The ayin is the 70 interpretations of the Torah. The mem is the 40 days that Moshe Rabbeinu went up to, to heaven. That Bilam is the parallel power to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he's powerful. And Bolak and, and Bilam are joining forces. And the Zohar Kodesh says Bilam was powerful. Bolak was more powerful. The Zohar Kodesh shows proof in the words of Bolak the secrets that he knew, the secrets of Kabbalah, of Tumah, that he knew the powers of Tumah that were joining together to, to try to destroy Klal Yisrael. But we see, we read in the end of the parsha that the Yidn won, the, the Kedusha defeated the Tumah. We should be zercher in our days to see the power forces of Kedusha completely defeat the Tumah. It's a shame. Completely oh, and finally. Great.